Hey there, future friends! This week we break out of prison to do some good, we jump through hoops, and we have to face a ghost in New York. This is the week of March 10th, 2023, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is that time of the week, time for a new episode. And this week, we have something very exciting. Something exciting that's a little more for the adults in the family, but we also have something that looks good for the whole family, so it is a good week for everyone. But if you're new, you may be wondering, hey, what is this show? What show am I listening to? What is going on? I just clicked a random picture that I thought looked good, and I am so lost. Well, allow me to make you unlost. Allow me to help you with that. I am Billiam, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. And on this show, I tell you about all of the movies coming out during the week. And I break them up into two categories, which are the limited releases, any release that's not a wide release, or a wide release streaming service and also it did nothing to catch my eye doesn't necessarily mean it's bad it uh, it just didn't look great in that section i tell you what the movie is what it's about and who's in it maybe i'll give a thought or two but other than that we move on and the final section of the show is the wide releases and interesting indies where i say hey friends these are the movies that are getting a wide release or a big streaming release or It's also the indie movies that did catch my eye. So in that section, what I do is I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, who's in it. But then I definitely give my thoughts on it. That's right. I give you my thoughts that I don't hold back on. I then give it a score, which I call it the Billiams Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bill Score, which can go anywhere from a zero for those awful looking films to an 11 for those films that take it up an extra notch and make me oh so excited to be a movie fan. I then give you a pick of the week, which I say, hey, friends, if you do see one movie this week, this has the best chance of being worth your time. And for that pick, I do take things into account, like what's the biggest release? Honestly, a lot of times if a Marvel movie comes out, that is it, because I think those movies are best watched in the theaters. Where something that looks like a better quality movie, like uh, Banshees of Inishern, I think, might be on streaming now. That one looks fantastic, like a such a good film, but you're not missing anything by watching it at home. So I do take all those things into account. So my future friends, let us not wait another moment longer. Let us not dilly-dally and jump into the limited releases with a movie called Rewind and Play. This is getting a dual New York and L.A. release. Yes, one of those. The lack of respect with which the black musician Thelonious Monk was treated in autumn 1969. At the end of his European tour, legendary jazz musician Thelonious Monk appears on an interview shown in Paris for French state television. This is a documentary about Thelonious Monk, which 
honestly is really cool. And normally I would have given this more thought, but I don't f- with movies that release only in New York and LA. But for the sake of this show, for the sake of recommending movies to you, 100% don't even think about this, and you know, unless you live there. And if you like jazz a lot, maybe keep your eye open for this later. Next up is a movie called The Siege. Walker, an international assassin and hitman, is compromised during a mission. His handler sends him to a reassignment center at which Walker will be processed for a new identity. During his stay at the facility, a ruthless assault team storms the compound searching for someone their boss has lost. Walker begrudgingly falls in with Elda, a skilled hitwoman, and Juliet, her mysterious ward, in order to maximize the chance to survive the night. This stars no one of note, shockingly. Next up, my friends, a movie called The Magic Flute. 17-year-old Tim Walker, as he travels from London to the Australian Alps to attend the legendary Mozart boarding school. Okay, I, I know I say this almost every week, and I'm so sorry I do, but I, I can't help but notice because of the kind of podcast I have, because the kind of work I do on this show, how many times the f***ing IMDb premise is just nonsense. And I understand it. I fully understand it if it's a foreign movie or something. Because I understand if it's like Chinese or something where there's a lot of difference if you have a direct translation that it doesn't always work. That I understand. But it shouldn't happen so much with other movies like that Thelonious Monk one. Like what did it say? What was the first sentence there? The lack of respect with which the black musician Thelonious Monk was treated in autumn 1969. That is not a full sentence. Unless it's the answer to the question, what is this movie about? Anyway, back to the magic flute. 17-year-old Tim Walker, as he travels from London to the Austrian Alps to attend the legendary Mozart boarding school. There, he discovers a centuries-old forgotten passageway into the fantastic world of Mozart's The Magic Flute. This stars F. Murray Abraham from Amadeus, which is kind of fitting, right? And Ewan Rion, or Rion from Game of Thrones. So really interesting idea here, but it just looks so forgettable, which is unfortunate. Next up, my friends, is a movie called Righteous Thieves. The head of a secret organization assembles a crew to steal back artwork plundered by the Nazis during World War II. This stars Cam Gigandant, I think, from Twilight. Jaina Lee Ortiz from Station 19, Lisa Vidal from Being Mary Jane, and Michael Fairman from The Young and the Restless. Next up, my friends, is a movie called Southern Gospel. When a rock and roll star's life comes crashing down, he must fight his past demons to realize his childhood ambitions of becoming a preacher. This stars Emma Myers from Wednesday, Caitlin Nakin from The Walking Dead, and Gary Weeks from The Outer Banks. Next up, my friends, is a movie called Ghost Town. This is coming to video on demand on the 7th. So I'm recording this on the 6th. So by the time you hear this episode, it's already out. In the untamed West of Victorian era America, a drifter takes a job as a barman in a small town. After a series of bizarre deaths, he soon finds himself the target of suspicion. This stars no one of note. Next up is another that's a VOD release on the 7th called Unseen. Sam receives a call from Emily, a nearly blind woman who is running from her murderous ex in the woods. She must survive the ordeal with Sam being her eyes using a video call. This stars Midori Francis from Dash and Lily, 
Missy Pyle from Galaxy Quest, and Jolene Purdy from Orange is the New Black. And I actually really like the idea of this one, and I was considering putting it in the next section, but what really bothered me about it, what, what made me hesitate, is the fact that it seems to go a comedic route, because we have this woman who is nearly blind, she doesn't have her glasses, which she needs to see, and really can't function without them. She's running from this guy who kidnapped her, her ex, I think it says. Yeah, murderous ex. And she does have her phone and she's trying to call 911, like royally f***s it up because she can't see. And then accidentally calls this woman and the, the woman helps her, like it says, through a video call. So that sounds pretty cool. But then some weird kind of comedy comes into it when like the woman's phone starts to run out of juice. So she steals a customer's phone because she works at a gas station. So she steals a customer's phone and then locks herself into the, the little box that she sits in. And then people are trying to break in and it just feels weird. And it could have been a really interesting and original idea that just did not take off. My friends, next up is a movie called Rebroken. And guess what? Also video on demand on the 7th. This is the last one for the 7th. A devastated father receives recordings from a mysterious stranger that allows him to communicate with his recently deceased daughter. This stars Tobin Bell from Saw and Allison Hayslip, if you remember the attack of the show, the old attack of the show on G4. And my friends, now it's time for the final movie that comes out a little early, VOD on the 9th. This is the sound of silence, or just sound of silence. Emma must uncover a dark secret behind a cursed radio to survive and protect her family. This is a movie from Italy and once again could be really cool but it, it just the trailer just didn't do it for me. This gives me the same vibes as Darkness Falls or Lights Out which were two movies I did like but the trailer just kind of let me down. Okay now the rest of this section is movies that's coming out this week so let's talk about Punch. Jim is preparing for his first professional fight but begins to rethink his life's trajectory and his sexuality after tangling with Wetu, a gay Maori boy who spends his days in an old shack down by the beach. This stars Tim Roth from Pulp Fiction, who's neither of these characters. He's just the dad of, the, of Jim. Next up, my future friends, is a movie called Future TX. I thought it was Texas, but I actually don't think this movie takes place in Texas. I just looked up the trailer or, or the premise again just to make sure. But we will see if any of you end up watching this movie, then tell me, I guess. Two kids get their first mobile phones, but they receive a call from someone who says he's from the future and he needs their help for the world to survive. This stars no one of note. And it gives me the vibes. Do you remember that old story? Um, I forgot where I originally saw it of. It's the story that Click with Adam Sandler is based off of, of a universal remote that can control everything. It gives me vibes like that, except a little more in-depth. Well, my future friends, that is it for the limited section. Let us jump into our first break as we hear a word from our friends at We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa and the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. 
Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. fine. Welcome back to the show. It is time for the wide releases and interesting indies. And we start with a film called Unwelcome. This is a limited release movie. Married couple Maya and Jamie escaping their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland, only to discover malevolent and murderous goblins lurking in the gnarled ancient woods at the foot of their new garden. This stars Hannah John Kamen from Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, Douglas Booth from Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Colin Meany from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and Kristen Nairn from Game of Thrones. So this one gives me hope as far as a normally ignorable horror goes, especially one that's going to a limited theatrical release and may not even make it to a major streaming service, maybe to be if it's lucky, but it sounds interesting. And it's also a creature feature type movie based on non-American lore. I believe the creatures are called Red Hats. I, I forgot what the trailer said because I watched it a few days ago. But it, it does look interesting, and I think this movie is one I'll keep my eyes on for the holiday season, that is Halloween. But for now, I'm going to skip it and just say that Unwelcome gets a 6 out of 11. Next up is a movie called Far Away. This comes out on Netflix on the 7th, so I lied to you when I said it was the last movie coming out on the 7th. Can you ever forgive me, I beg of you. But anyway, this is a movie about Zeynep, who is unhappy. That's why she flees to a Croatian island where her deceased mother bought a house long ago. She hopes to find peace and relaxation finally, but she hasn't reckoned with Joseph, who still lives on the property. And I lied to you yet again. I forgot to watch the trailer for this one, so I didn't know what to think about it. And it's actually coming out on the 8th, according to the video on the YouTubes. But this looks cute. Uh, it is in English. It looked like I couldn't tell if they were being dubbed over. And that's a good sign. If it wasn't quite obviously dubbed, it's either in English or it won't be that bad. But then again, don't be scared of subtitles. They aren't that bad. But this looks cute. But nothing really drew me to it. Nothing made me really want to watch it, but it seems like one of those films that if I just stumbled upon and decided to watch it, it wouldn't be that bad, but nothing is really making me see this. It's about this, this older woman. She's not old by any, any means. She's just older. I think she finds out her husband's been cheating on her and she's, you know, upset about such a thing. So she goes and leaves him and goes to this little cabin that she finds out her mom owns in Croatia a cabin, you know, a house, and meets the guy living there, and maybe they hit it off. Who knows? No, they, they hit it off. So this is a good movie for finding your second wind in life, if, th if that's your bag. 
But for me, I'm going to say this looks skippable and far away gets a 5 out of 11. After that, my future friends, is a Disney Plus original movie called Chang Can Dunk. A young Asian-American teen and basketball fanatic who just wants to dunk and get the girl ends up learning much more about himself, his best friends, and his mother. This is your standard Disney Plus, straight to Disney Plus movie, the kind of movie that would have gone straight to the Disney Channel. That kind of thing where it's not really bad, but it's, it's really meant for kids. And if you just happen to watch it with your kids, like you're spending time with each other, maybe you might even laugh once or twice, but it it does give me old Disney Channel movie vibes. And that's not, I actually expect more from Disney these days, so let's skip this. And I'll just say that this gets a 5.5 out of 11. After that, my friends, another Netflix movie and the final streaming movie of the week. This is called Luther, The Fallen Son. Brilliant but disgraced detective John Luther breaks out of prison to hunt down a sadistic serial killer who is terrorizing London. This stars Idris Elba from Thor Ragnarok, Cynthia Erivo from Harriet, Andy Serkis from Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and Dermot Crowley from Luther, the TV show that this is a continuation of. So yes, this is a continuation of the show that put Idris Elba on the map for quite a few people. He's been around a while, done quite a few things, but the first time I ever noticed him was the show Luther. Look, this really is just for people who remember the show Luther, because other than that, unless you're a big Idris Elba fan, this is skippable because it's just more of the same. It's a little more intense than the show could have been, but look, it's Idris Elba. It's a role he's done before. This is a film that is going to be reliable. But then again, there are two better looking things that are coming out, but this is the only thing major coming out to streaming this week. So Luther, the Fallen Son does look good if you still like police procedurals, but it's very easy. If you're not interested in the show or you don't like them, skip this. But if you said yes to any of those, it might be for you. As for me, I'm going to say Luther, the Fallen Son. Looks like it could be entertaining, but for now it gets a 6 out of 11. Alright, my future friends, two movies left in this episode. So let's talk about Champions, the movie that's not the pick of the week. A former minor league basketball coach is ordered by the court to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. He soon realizes that despite his doubts, together this team can go further than they ever imagined. This stars Woody Harrelson from Natural Born Killers, Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Matt Cook from Man with a Plan, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters, and Cheech Marin from Up in Smoke. So this movie is based on a true story according to the source called Google. Champions is based on the story of Andres, a team that has been aiming to win the Valencian Special Olympics for years. So I just looked a little more into it, and apparently this is based on a movie or a remake of a movie from Spain. It came out in 2018, and it's also just called Champions, or Championes, if you will. But this one has Woody Harrelson, and you know what? It looks fine. This gives me Mighty Ducks vibes, except Mighty Ducks wasn't a true story. This is loosely based on a true story, because we have this guy who's ordered by the court to basically give his time to help those who need his help in a sport he knows well, just like Gordon Bombay with the Ducks. This movie gives me the same vibes as The Upside, 
where we have a movie that's being remade based on an already existing movie from another country. And the question is, well, why? Do you really not like subtitles? Uh, do you have a hard time finding the original? Those are some good reasons to watch this, just like you could, could have watched the 2017 Upside with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. But the added bonus to this film is it looks like a good family film a week that the other main film is quite obviously for adults. Don't take a kid to go see Scream 6. Don't do it. So if you need a family night, this is for you. But unless you're in that situation where you have a family or maybe you're just not into horror, unless you're one of those that fit in that category, I would wait for the next film because it's going to be the better film to see in theaters. Even though Champions sounds like a Disney movie, it is not a Disney movie. So it probably won't be coming to Disney+. Plus. Champions looks like it's a lot of fun, looks like it's heartwarming, but also looks like it's been done before, and it's a remake. So Champions gets a 7 out of 11. Alright my friends, you know what's next since I already told you what the movie is. The pick of the week could be nothing other than Scream 6. This is the last movie and also a nationwide release. In the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. This stars Jenna Ortega from Wednesday, Melissa Barrera from In the Heights, Courtney Cox from Scream, Jasmine Savoy Brown from The Leftovers, Mason Gooding from Love, Victor, and Hayden Panettiere from Heroes. So yes, Kirby is returning for this movie, and if you heard, no Sydney in this. The reasons you could speculate, because it is believed that, or I believe it's known, that Wes Craven wanted Sydney to survive, and Sydney, Nev Campbell, wants Sydney to survive, and she said she wouldn't come back if it means Sydney was going to die. She's not coming back for this one, but Courtney Cox is. I wonder if that means they're going to kill Sydney off screen, or if they're just going to leave her because now the focus is on these new characters. So maybe this is a new start and Courtney Cox is just showing up because after what happened in Scream 5, she's just hyper-focused on Ghostface. There was a rumor, my lovely wife just confirmed this for me, that there was a rumor that Patrick Dempsey was returning. Remember, he was the cop in Scream 3 and canonically is married to Sydney. And so the thoughts were, oh, if he's going to be in the movie, but no Sydney, what's happened to her? But now we know that he's not in the film. Oh, actually, quick side note. I missed some people who are in this movie. So Dermot Moroni is in it. You would know him from movies like My Best Friend's Wedding. Samara Weaving from Ready or Not, The Babysitter, Guns Akimbo. And Tony Rivalori from the new Spider-Man movies from Dope from Grand Budapest Hotel. So anyway, where was I? I, was, I think I was talking about the idea that, oh, Patrick Dempsey's in this, but... Sydney's not. Does that mean they are going to kill her and they just didn't invite her back for it? Or is she going to be in the movie and it's a secret? There's so many thoughts about what's going on that I think that the people behind this movie are thrilled that there's so much speculation because even if people guess it, there are so many what ifs and possibilities that someone's bound to guess it, but there's so much out there to keep people wondering what's going on. But I swear to God, if they kill Mason Gooding or Jasmine Savoy Brown, I'm going to be so angry. 
Thank you for that. My, my wife just spoke up. I, I paused because she doesn't like her voice on the show, but she believes that Mason Gooding is going to die, uh, mainly because she wants to utterly shatter my heart. I think that's I think that's her goal in life right now is to is to do that. So something fun to do before you go into this movie is just write down, make a note in your phone, print it out if you so choose a list of the characters and just choose who's going to die. And when the movie's over, see how right you are. Go with friends, and the winner gets something. Maybe the winner gets dinner on the rest of the group. Go with your significant other. Maybe the winner gets a favor. No, not a sexual favor, you pervert. You get that out of your mind. Like, maybe doesn't have to do dishes or something. You can make this fun and watch a good horror movie. Because look at the worst Scream film. In my opinion, Scream 4. It still wasn't bad. Scream started out, and it's still kind of a, not a spoof per se, but it's very self-aware, uh, again, and help me put this together in my head, it's a very self-aware movie paying homage to, but also being critical of slashers. Because remember, Randy's whole thing was him saying that, oh, they, they took this from this movie, and uh, oh, these are the rules you need to survive the movies. Scream is lucky enough to have been a movie that started with a purpose, that it was not quite lampooning, but, you know, like I said, being self-aware of the genre of slasher horrors and still being released to this day, sixth movie coming out, and it hasn't become over the top, it hasn't become a parody of itself. It's still good. Like I said, in my opinion, the worst Scream is Scream 4, and I still will watch it. And I like this idea that, I, that even though I would have loved to see everyone else return for Scream 6, I would have loved to see Sydney in this. I like this idea that now the focus is shifting to, from being all about Sydney to being all about Sam, Sam or Tara, the two sisters from the first movie, or from uh, five, that is. So they can keep making these movies, have the original people fully bow out. If Courtney Cox survives this one, this could just be her last one. If Hayden Panettiere survives this one, it could be her last one. And just have moving forward the cast from five and have their own story. I like this idea that Ghostface has now moved on, even though Ghostface has never been the same person, but has always had ties to previous Ghostfaces somehow. But I like that Ghostface has changed who their sights are set on. Scream 6 is going to be worth your time. But it's also easy peasy if you did not like Scream 5 or if you've never been a fan of the series, watch something else and done. But if you are a fan of slashers, if you are a fan of Scream, there's no reason not to go see this in theaters because I think it's going to be popular, but not as insanely packed as like a Marvel movie would be. So I think it's perfectly fine to go see this opening weekend. It may be busy, but it's not going to be Avengers Endgame level busy. This has a good cast. It looks like it's a well-made sequel, and I'm looking forward to it. Scream 6 gets a 9 out of 11. Well, my future friends, that's it for this episode. This was actually on track to be a super short episode, but I think I rambled a bit too much about Scream. But hey, you do tune in to hear me talk about films, so not sorry about that. So let me send you along your way with a reminder to please, please, please like and subscribe the podcast, like it wherever you can, subscribe wherever you can, give me all the reviews, please, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I would love five stars and then tell me what you think. 
though I don't think you can do an actual review on Spotify, but still, five stars. And just a reminder, you can actually give a star review to podcasts on Spotify, I I promise you. So please give me all of the loves on the social medias and the podcast apps. Please tell a friend about the show. That is how we're going to grow back to where we once were and surpass it. Please remember that the friends of the shows, they're good friends. The Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast and We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa, be sure to give them some love. And my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.